Hello, this is James Taylor and Write Your Own Story. Firstly, welcome to this podcast. I'm a hypnotherapist, a counsellor and a life coach. And the aim of this podcast is to give you some tips, tricks and tools so you can start to evolve and change and become a better version of who you are naturally whilst letting go of some of the things that have been holding you back. So I really do hope you enjoy this podcast. Feel free to like and subscribe and let's get on with it. If you've ever watched an episode of Jerry Springer or Jeremy Kyle when they were both on the television, you may have wondered, how on earth are these people living in that kind of way? They are nothing compared to the Greek gods. And this podcast episode is about one particular character who found himself in lots of trouble. This one is called Lessons We Can Learn from Hercules. Now I've had a real interest in Greek mythology for some time. And it fascinates me and the stories of what some of the Greek gods were supposedly getting up to. They are so flawed. They are so corrupt in many ways. And in many ways it makes them more human, I guess. Now, the one who was the god of Olympus is Zeus. Now, he's had his own problems growing up anyway, and that could be another podcast episode. But Zeus apparently looked down on Earth, and he saw there was wars, and there was famine, and there was problems and issues. And he was also aware that there was problems amongst his own group of gods. There was bickering, there was arguing, there was falling out, there was punishments, there was all kinds of things going on. So what he thought would be a good idea would be if he created a child, a human child, that would be endowed with powers that could act as the go-between and the protector of both worlds. Not such a good idea, because Zeus was married to a goddess called Hera. Hera was also his twin sister. And what Zeus decided to do was go down and change himself into human form have sex with a king's wife and she would give birth to Hercules. Now the actual name is Heracles but it's been romanized into Hercules. Hera discovered this and was absolutely furious not only with Zeus but with Hercules as well. Zeus knew this and what he decided to do was When Hera was sleeping, he brought Hercules as a small child up to Mount Olympus and got him to suckle from her breast to get some of her power within him. Hera apparently woke up, was mortified at what Zeus had done and pushed young Hercules away from her and the milk that sprayed out from pushing him away That apparently created the Milky Way. So, Zeus thought this was all quite funny, and he returned Hercules back to his home on Earth. Hera, on the other hand, decided to make a hair mission to make Hercules' life as difficult as possible. So while he was a small baby, she sent down two serpents to kill him. Hercules woke up. Although he was a small child, he grabbed hold of these serpents and he killed them both because he had hair strength within him because he'd suckled. Now, there's a few other things going on for Hercules. Yeah, he was known to have a bit of a temper, 
And one day when he was receiving a music lesson, he was getting quite frustrated with the music teacher and hit him over the head and killed him. Now Hercules got older and then he was going to go to war for his king. Now Athena, the goddess of war, presented Hercules with armour to protect him. The battle was fought, they were victorious, and the king gifted one of his daughters to become Hercules' wife. They got married and had children. This made Hera furious, because life was going a bit too good for young Hercules. He was now married, he had children, he was in favour with the king, he was doing well for himself. So she decided to do something about this. One day Hercules came home and he found his front door had been broken off. And when he went inside, there were these monsters there who came towards him. He immediately attacked the biggest one, killed it, and then the other monsters tried to get away and Hercules chased after them and killed them as well. When he'd killed all the monsters, Hera lifted the veil on what the scene actually was. She'd made Hercules hallucinate, thinking he was seeing monsters. But actually, it was his wife and his children, and he'd killed them. Hercules was mortified. So we went to an oracle, the Oracle of Delphi. He told her what had happened, and he said, I need to pay penance. What do I need to do? What she suggested was, he had to go and work for another king. And he had to do this for a number of years and do whatever the king suggested, these tasks, these ten labours. And if he did those ten labours that were going to take about ten years, he would be free from his penance. Hercules set off. He went to the other king who was actually a relative. And he explained what the situation was and how he'd been sent by the Oracle of Delphi to do these certain tasks. So the king decided to give him incredibly difficult tasks to complete. But there was a condition. The condition was, Hercules had to do them alone, he couldn't get help, and there could be no reward for him doing it. And that's going to become relevant later on. He was given a task of killing this particular lion, whose hide was impenetrable to swords and spears, and it was killing people. He trained and trained and trained, got himself strong. And as he made his way to the line, he realised that he was going to have to do something that the other people who tried to kill it hadn't. So what he did, he got the line, he stayed out the way of its claws and its teeth, and he wrestled with it for hours and hours. He eventually strangled it and killed it. He removed one of its claws. He then skinned the lion and used its hide as new armour for himself went back to the king first task done king gave him another task now this one he had to take on a creature called the hydra the hydra was a creature that had nine heads and its blood was poisonous now Hera wasn't too impressed because she was still watching Hercules from afar and she didn't like the fact that he'd completed his first task and she thought I'm going to make this one even more difficult for him as if it wasn't difficult enough. So she got this enormous crab and she hid the crab in a lake near where the Hydra lived. So when Hercules went to defeat the Hydra, he cut off one of its heads with his sword 
another two heads grew in its place. So Hercules was trying to avoid the blood, and every time he cut a head off, another two grown. At which point, the crab decides to come out the lake and kill Hercules as well. He thinks he's done for. According to Greek mythology, as the crab and the hydra are approaching Hercules, there's a nephew of Hercules who's come along in secret to see whether he can help. And he fires an arrow into the hydra. So while the hydra is distracted, Hercules goes and kills the crab. Then, him and his nephew turn their attention onto the hydra. And what they decide to do is work together as a team. Now remember, this is not allowed as part of the rules. However, Hercules is hacking off the heads that are there, and before they can grow back, the nephew is cauterizing the wound with fire, so a new head can't grow back. They eventually kill the Hydra. Now before Hercules leaves the scene of the Hydra and the crab, he dips the tips of his arrows in the Hydra's blood, and he stores them for later on. Hercules goes back to his king and says, done that one as well. Meanwhile, Hera has gone down and to immortalise the crab, she sends a spirit up to the heavens where it becomes the constellation Cancer. The king is quite upset and still in awe and still amazed of Hercules' victory and gives him more and more tasks. Now, I won't go through all of them just for time constraints, but one of them in particular I do need to mention. Hercules was given a task of killing a particular boar. And as he was on his way to kill this particular boar, he decided to visit some friends of his who were centaurs. A centaur is like a half horse, half human. And he visits his friends, he meets some of the other centaurs who were there, and they all start getting drunk. Now Hercules goes and drinks some forbidden wine, which angers all the other centaurs. So as friends who are centaurs are trying to calm things down, Hercules is getting wound up because he's drunk. The other centaurs are getting wound up because they're drunk, and Hercules has drank the forbidden wine, and a big fight ensues. What Hercules does, he fires the arrows that have been dipped in the blood of the Hydra, and he starts shooting at the centaurs, which kills them all immediately. In that fight, he accidentally kills his own friends too. Now there's a centaur called Nessus. He's going to become important later on. So this centaur, Nessus, is the only one who manages to escape without being killed. So Hercules then leaves that scene where all the centaurs are, goes and captures this boar, and then returns back to the king and says, I've done that task as well. Now what the king would do is, he wouldn't give Hercules tasks that were just within his own kingdom. He would send them to all different parts of the world to do different things, places where there were other kings, and he'd just send Hercules there to go and do a job. Now one of the tasks he gave was for Hercules to go and clean the Aegean stables. The Aegean stables were in another kingdom. They held 3,000 cattle, and apparently the stables hadn't been cleaned for 30 years, and their manure was so awful that no one could go near the place. Hercules made his way to the other kingdom. By now he's becoming quite famous. Bit of an A-list celebrity. 
And he spoke to the villagers in that kingdom. And they said, oh, this is fantastic. We've heard all about you. Are you really going to do it? And Hercules said, yes, I am. They said, well, you should go and see the king. Tell him what you're going to do and ask for a reward. That's one of the conditions that he mustn't have. He mustn't have a reward for doing these things. However, Hercules goes and speaks to this king and says, I'm going to go and clear out the stables as part of the tasks. Is there any chance of any reward for this? The king says, if you can do it within 24 hours, I will give you a reward. Hercules doesn't know what to do. He agrees to it. Now, he digs a canal from the stable to the open waters, and he removes these large boulders to let the water from the sea flow in and wash away all the manure that's in the stables. That apparently spreads out to all the land, fertilises it, and the land prospers for years. Hercules goes to the king and says, I've done that for your stables, what's my reward? The king refuses to pay it. Hercules leaves empty-handed, goes back to his original king, and says, I've cleaned the stables. So the king is now thinking, every task I give this guy, he's doing. I, don't, I didn't expect him to succeed. So he's given him a number of other tasks to do. And I won't go into all of them. You can definitely Google this if this interests you. Now, when Hercules has done his 10 tasks, which is what the deal was, he starts making his way back to the king to explain what he's done. Meanwhile, Hera, remember Hera from earlier on? She's still upset with Hercules. She goes to the king and says, Hercules has done 10 of the tasks, but he cheated on two of them. The first one, when he dealt with the Hydra, he got help. His cousin helped him. And the task where you gave him to clean the Aegean stables, he asked for a reward. Now, he never got it, but he still asked for it. So he's breached. So he hasn't completed the tasks. So the king thinks about this. Hercules turns up, says, I've done the 10 tasks. Gets the bad news that, no, you haven't. There's two more you've got to do to pay your penance. And these become the 12 labours of Hercules, if you want to Google this yourself. So he pays his penance, starts living his life again, meets a woman, gets married, and as they are travelling from one place to another, there's a river that's got to be crossed. While Hercules is wondering how to do this, a centaur is nearby. Now that centaur is Nessus. Remember the one that escaped when Hercules drank the forbidden wine? The one that got away and swore revenge? Nessus turns up. Hercules doesn't recognise Nessus. Many, many years have passed. And Nessus is on one side of the riverbank, and Hercules and his wife are on the other. And Nessus offers to take Hercules' wife and carry her across the fast-flowing water to safety on the other side of the bank. This is agreeable. He collects Hercules' wife, he carries her across the water, and then when she's on the other side of the riverbank, he starts to attack her. Hercules sees this as furious, pulls out one of the arrows that had dipped in the blood from the Hydra that he fought earlier on. He fires that Nessus, and as it strikes him, he starts to die. Nessus then says to, as he's dying, says to Hercules' wife, My blood has special properties. If Hercules ever starts to fall in love with another woman, all he's got to do is feel my blood and it'll stop it happening 
so collect some of my blood and I'm sorry for what I did. The wife believes this. Collect some of the blood in secret. Doesn't tell Hercules as he's making his way across the river to see if his wife's okay. The centaur has now died. The wife has got this container of blood from the centaur and life continues. Now Hercules being Hercules, he doesn't really like putting roots down in one place and he decides to go off on his adventures, leaving his wife at home. Apparently he kidnaps a load of women and brings them all back to his home, expecting his wife to be okay with this. She's not. And not only is she not okay with it, she notices that Hercules seems to be particularly fond of one of the women. And she's fearful that Hercules may be falling in love with her. So she thinks, well, I've got this blood from the centaur. All Hercules has got to do is touch the blood and it'll stop it. So what she does, she gets some of the blood, puts it on Hercules's cloak, and says, wear this cloak when we eat this evening. Hercules agrees. As he puts the cloak on, it starts to burn him. And what the reason for this? The centaur knew because he'd been shot with an arrow that had been dipped in the hydra's blood, his blood was now contaminated. And he knew that if that blood was put on cloth and then put on Hercules, it would kill him. So he was going to get his revenge from beyond the grave, so to speak. So Hercules is now getting burned terribly by this blood. And it's killing him. His wife immediately realises what she has done. She kills herself. And Hercules then dies shortly after. He's taken up to Mount Olympus. He makes his peace with Hera. Zeus's wife, twin sister, who's been trying to kill him all this time. And he ends up marrying one of her daughters, which means that Hercules marries his half-sister. Jeremy Kyle's got nothing on this. Right, so... This is just a dip in the toe of Hercules. So what lessons can we learn from Hercules? Well, quite a few I'd suggest. One of them is you walk a certain path, you're going to get a certain result. Hercules intentionally went out looking for trouble. And trouble came his way. We can also learn that life isn't fair. Even when you do nothing wrong, like when Hercules was a little baby, he hadn't done anything wrong, but there was someone who was out to get him. So you're going to get people who are going to betray you and double-cross you, even if you've done nothing wrong. You might get people who want revenge on you, just like the centaur did with Hercules. That's part of the price you pay if you walk a certain path. Now, you really can predict your own future in some regards. Imagine someone who is heavily involved in crime and all their friends are heavily involved in crime. At some point, they go into prison because that's the path they walk. Imagine someone who is hanging around with people who want to better themselves. Eventually, that person's going to best themselves as well because that's the environment they're putting themselves in. Now, let's say you're in a job and you don't like that job and neither does anyone else who works there and they're all really, really miserable and you're just like quite miserable well there's a chance that if you stay there you're going to become really really miserable as well because you can see what's further down the line for you 
What about if you're in a relationship? And the kind of relationship you're in, your friends, they're all in similar kinds of relationships. If they're all miserable, there's a good chance that because you were doing the same kind of thing, mixing in the same kind of circles, you're going to be miserable as well. What about if you hang around with people who are very good with money and you learn from them? Well, there's a good chance that you're going to become very good with money. So lessons we can learn from Hercules is you walk a certain path, you're going to get a certain result. Life's not going to be fair. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's something in between. Maybe even sometimes it's horrendous. But you have a choice. Hercules had a choice. He could have chosen many times over to do many, many different things. Some of it, the cards were dealt a certain way and he had no choice. But some of the choices he did have. My advice would be, don't be like Hercules by going around killing your music teacher or drinking wine that shouldn't be yours or picking fights that are not your fights. Instead, it's an idea, I would suggest, to look at what path you're on. Is it a well-trodden path and everyone on the path is miserable? And there's another path, maybe just off to the side, not very well trodden. But when you look down there, the people on there seem happier, more content. Would it be too much of a stretch of an imagination to think, if I'm on this path and everyone's miserable, maybe I should start walking that other path? If I don't like it, I can always come back, I guess, but maybe I should see what's down this new path and see whether this is for me. So although I wanted this to be a shorter podcast, because I had to talk about these labours, the 12 labours of Hercules, it made it into quite a long one. So if mythology interests you, and it definitely interests me because some of the stories are so fantastic, there's lessons to be learned in these kind of things. There's a book that I'd recommend you get. What I'll do, I'll put the link for it in the show notes below. It'll be an Amazon link. But the book that I'll recommend is called The Dictionary of Mythology. So it's not a book that you read from cover to cover. It's more of a dipping your toe in the water about certain characters from mythology. And this particular book, it's quite cheap on Amazon. I think it was about £13 when I bought it. It's a fantastic book. And if this kind of thing interests you, I would definitely recommend getting it. So I hope you've enjoyed this dip in the toe of Hercules's life maybe at some point in the future i might talk about zeus and the problems he had a bit of a teaser for that zeus's own father tried to kill him but walk the right path look at the path you're on see if there's another path off that looks better maybe it's you know it's a bit overgrown that doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong one so I really hope this has helped in some way. I also hope it has inspired you in some way too. Feel free to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. They may get some benefit from it as well. I really hope to see you on the next podcast episode. So for the time being, this is James Taylor from Write Your Own Story. And as always, my best wishes. Bye bye.